Matheson on the far side. I mean, for all intents and purposes, this is the Wilkes-Barre farm team, and a shot scores from the high slot. Make it 7-1. Leafs Nation postgame here. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick with you on Sportsnet 590. The fan of the Sportsnet radio network, uh, Gord, you know, we were hoping for a bounce back after what happened last night, and tonight, you know, we were sitting here clamoring, when are we going to see the big offensive night? Seven, eight goals. Uh, maybe we shouldn't have been asking for that because the Penguins were the ones putting up the, those numbers tonight. Brett, this is like getting an F in exam in a subject that you expected to pass and your parents expected to pass. And now you're sitting down and your parents and your teacher are just going to talk about you for the next 20 minutes in that F. I mean, that's that's what Leafs Nation post game is like tonight. Um, I don't the, the word ever worst game ever. Worst effort ever. I don't use that because there's, you know, that 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 that's pretty extreme. But, you know, when you're getting up there. And man, Brent, uh, this was Mike Babcock's undoing in Pittsburgh a couple of years ago. Decades ago, Cliff Fletcher was appalled by a Leaf loss in Pittsburgh. And actually, that spurred the big Doug Gilmore 10-player trade from Calgary. So, I mean, uh, I don't expect a coach to be fired at this point, but and I don't expect a 10-player trade to happen either, unfortunately, with the salary cap and what have you. Those things don't, but it's, uh, it's, kind, it's, it's kind of a watershed game, particularly uh, if they don't get their bleep together. Yeah, they, they have to figure this out. You know, I think both of us have been preaching a lot of patience to, to start the season of, okay, we're now only six games in at this point. And look, the big guns are going to figure it out. I don't know how much longer you can do that. You know, pretty quickly, we're going to be, you know, a tenth of the way into the season. And you run out of track record or run out of racetrack to make up ground very quickly, especially in a division that we think still has some high-powered teams at the top of it and some plucky teams maybe in the middle of it. You know, this is going from, okay, hold on, they'll figure it out, the offense will wake up to this is starting to become a, a worrying trend. And, you know, we can we can drill down on something specific like the starts, but I think you, you nailed it there with, with just the, the effort level and the, the kind of malaise that was for this team tonight. You just, you cannot afford to have nights like that ever, and you can't afford it when you're scuffling to start the year. Yeah, and, and Brent, uh, Monday's game, of course, we'll have the call on Sportsnet 590, the fan, Jobo and Jim Ralph. Tonight we didn't, so I was watching the hockey feed. I thought Craig Simpson said a lot of things you did about the effort wasn't there. Like, they don't have Sidney Crosby, if Jenny Malkin, Jeff Carter, Chris Letang, and they flat out outworked the Toronto Maple Leafs. They flat out wanted it more than the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, the San Jose Shark game was disappointing. It had some imperfections, but at the end of it, we dwelled on the positives. But there were negatives, and they lost the game at the end of it. This, I mean, they they start Friday's game an hour early to get at extra sleep, less hassle, and to be flat out outworked for to to the the try effort way way less than a Pittsburgh Penguin team that's ravaged by injuries. That's unacceptable. That's deplorable. That's unacceptable. I don't remember it happening last year in the 56 game regular season. I really don't uh, to this extent, and that's a part that's disconcerting. So 82 games. If you're looking back at it and you say, okay, there's a couple of instances, and okay, we're ready for the playoffs. Okay, then you can live with it. But right now, particularly given the way they finished last season, those three deplorable efforts, uh, it's not good early in the season. 
No, you you would have expected there to be a different feel, a different jump, more life to start the season. And and again, you know, I'm not even just talking offensively. Guys can go into cold spells, and and even Austin Matthews has gone five games without scoring a goal before. I'm not talking about the the offensive, you know, part of the game. It's just all of it. Even even a guy like Jason Spezza, who's been super dependable at the beginning of the third period, just a complete brain cramp of a giveaway. And you know, I don't want to make this about him because he's been one of the more dependable guys. But I mean. I mean, you you listed all of the guys that did not play for Pittsburgh tonight, and on a night like that, you would have expected one, just just any one of the Leafs superstar players to kind of make one or two of those wow plays, and it just didn't happen. You know, I noticed the moment at the end of the game, Wayne Simmons goes in, and he's he's just looking to get in a fight. He, cho- he chops at whoever's ankle it is. He goes right at Brian Boyle, and that's great to find some life, but in a, I think it was 6-1 at that point, it's way, way, way too late late to be doing that kind of thing you need to find some life and find some energy and all that stuff way earlier in the game yeah and then uh, and again we'll talk about Carolina because that gives them a chance that's going to be a tough task so that makes it all the better if they're able to come out of it but two games of, of subpar goaltending to say the least as well you know and you're so you're kind of hoping you're going to get times where a goaltender is the difference and we saw that Monday Igor Shosturkin was the difference Jack Campbell didn't play poorly but the goaltender was the difference uh yesterday you know, M- Michael Hutchinson's goaltending was partially the difference in not beating San Jose tonight. Uh, not good goaltending, but that doesn't matter. Just not good everything. Not just not good everything. Like it's, uh, uh, it's yeah. Again, we just keep going. We keep going back to talking about something that's just plain unacceptable. And and what about the offensive zone penalties to boot? Like what? Like I mean, the lack of discipline, the lack of everything, the lack of smarts, the 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 lack of stuff that you can control. Okay, you, you can't go out and say I'm going to score five goals or we're going to score five goals. You hope you will, but those kind of things you control, and it just seemed like they didn't. And I said seem because I know they care, but just just tonight, no. Yeah, it was, it was Bunting, it was Kerfoot, Marner, and, and Spets, I believe, all had offensive zone penalties. And, you know, one or two of those can be, a, you know, a game killer, a momentum killer for you. But you take four of those penalties, and yes, you know, we can do it every night, quibble with the officiating. They didn't lose because of the goaltending, and they didn't lose because of the officiating. Neither of those things helped them out. But I, I agree with you. You know, on a night where you needed Campbell to kind of come through in a big way, there were definitely a couple that he would have liked to have back. I, I liked the call of going to Hutchison in in the third there it again Simpson made the made the point on the broadcast that it's a busy week so I understood that move you know going back to the or, or looking at the kind of top of this this least forward lineup you know I think the thing that jumps out to me and this isn't a criticism I've always had for these players but when you look at the big four forwards right now you know elite elite players in this league and again these guys have done this thing when they're going at their best even if they're not scoring even if they're not putting up points they're giving you so many other things and it feels to me like this Leafs team right now is almost waiting to have that offensive outburst and saying that's when we can really get going as opposed to trying to do the smaller things in the game to get themselves going. Yeah, well, it's not even like we're coming back from a game going, oh, my God, how did Austin Matthews not score? How did Mitch Marner not score? We're kind of we're kind of wondering if they're getting scoring chance, you know, why they're not getting scoring chances. It's, uh, you know, again, you know, now another point, Brent, and this is a, um, an interesting one. We're talking about it with our with uh, producer Sam McKee earlier. And first of all, I, I mentioned I really noticed a good buzz, a good vibe. We did. 
Last night against San Jose, I felt it was kind of a younger crowd and a lot of people that probably don't normally get a chance to go to a Toronto Maple Leaf game. You know, I really liked it. And also, it it is resilient, okay? You can say that people have given up, and I've heard people say that, but they always come back. They always come back. That Leaf logo is just too resilient. It's it's, 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 it's like a drug. It's like an addiction. But Chris Johnson uh, made a comment in a a tweet today, and... um, I, I like I agree in I don't know think they realize how pissed everyone is. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. But this the the playoff was just uh, I said at the time, Brand, I thought it was the worst loss ever, ever that game 7 in Toronto Maple Leaf playoff history. Now I I can't go back, you know, 70, 80, 90 years, whatever, but I go back a long long time. And I just, you know, I just thought it was. And I and boy, it really has continued, hasn't it? It's just it's just resonated that people have nothing to talk about. I mean, Freddie Anderson, Zach Hyman, Zach Bogosian, three good pieces left, and they went with a whimper, not a bang, just because people are so pissed. And that's where you you, you got to, you know, you got to start this this new thing with fans in there and kind of make it enjoyable again and understand, you know, like, 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 like they're not happy. They're not happy. And, uh, and, and you, you got to start giving them something to entertain and cheer about and get out of this funk and then start, you know, rechanneling and refocusing, uh, looking ahead for a long regular season. No, you you nailed it there, Gordon. I think I think what's happening is I you know not that I know anybody within the organization, but just seeing the way that we've talked about this team in this market forever, that it felt like it was the kind of golden goose. It didn't matter what you did. It's impossible to kill the love for the Leafs, and I don't think anyone has done that by any means. But when you have, I mean, again, and that was I I agree that was a good crowd on on Friday night. We were down there for the Sharks game, but was still three hundred short of a sellout. Now, can you say capacity got lifted later? Okay, can you say pandemic? Okay, but I think a lot of that is also the malaise that's left over from the from the end of the season. And you know, the the question I have for the team with that, it, it's kind of the question I have for the team of how do you fix it this year? Is what do you do? You know, it, it seems as simple as go out and go out and win, and that will kind of take care of what happening in the fan base right now so in in order to fix that you've got to start winning games and you know I I genuinely wonder what what this team does going forward this year because Sheldon Keefe tried just about every combination tonight you know this is not a coach who I think makes it a cakewalk on his players I think he's extremely hard on them and I just I, I I honestly and I think this is a blip I truly do but right now I don't know how you drag this team out of it you've tried switching the lines you've tried giving the backup goalie the first night of the back-to-back I don't know what else you try yeah, and, and, and in defense of the team, I think people have forgot what the first 60 games were like last year, the first 56 at regular season, first four playoff. Like, they really have, and, that, and that's unfair. That's unfair, but that's how pissed they are about those other three. So the point being is I, I do believe game number 15 uh, will be talking, and um, I'm not saying they'll be killing it, but I, I, don't, I believe they'll be out of whatever this funk is and really we're putting a lot on this one game in particular because uh, you know the other uh, but again I'll call it a funk because there really haven't been breakthrough like you know like look at the Edmonton orders I mean that's kind of a team you're you're emulating and thought you're ahead of and and they're they're playing and they got swept in four games last year too so they went out in, in not a pleasant way but you know they're they're picking up and just going out and playing entertaining winning hockey and this, you know, other games we've talked about the Leafs' inability to score, which has been a problem. But this tonight was an inability about everything and an inability to actually work, to compete, to really want the puck to be outworked by a team ravaged by injury. Inexcusable and deplorable. And I know it's one game.
I guess the best thing you can say to take out of it then is that you hope that that is the wake up call. You know, the loss to the shark, the, to the sharks, frustrating, the overtime loss to the Rangers, frustrating, but being embarrassed tonight, being punched in the mouth on hockey night in Canada after you made sure to give yourself the extra time to get down there. I do wonder if that's the, that's the kind of moment that can have a, you know, a wake up call because, you know, I, I think we both agree that this team is way too talented to, to look like this. And it, it, it's not, I, I don't think it is anything more than just the team needing a wake up call and needing, needing a reset because in terms of talent, I still believe in, in what's been built here. Yeah. And, and, you know, to your point, Brent is uh, the internal leadership group. This is an opportunity. And because again, uh, the last three games against Montreal, you felt where was that leadership to who allowed to allow that to happen. And right now the leaders have been among the more disappointing players. And again, we're only six games in the season, but they've been among the most disappointing players in a season that, ended a season that comes after a season with maybe the most bitter bitterest of all playoff losses ever so yeah so you kind of go okay okay you know the old thing about not watching the video maybe you do watch the video to see how ridiculous it was but just an understanding that's unacceptable that kind of play that kind of play is unacceptable that kind of effort and um and, and i hope that's the case and I, I i still have faith in this team i'm still an optimistic guy about this team and I really hope that shows Monday against the Carolina Hurricanes. I don't, I really hope that crap starts that it's just us and the whole world's against us. I haven't heard that. Okay, I haven't heard that. But that would really tick me off if, if it starts going that way. It's a real loyal, passionate fan base here in Toronto. And it, it can be tough at times, but it can be the very, very best at times. And you play half decent and you have half decent performances. It's an easy place to play in. You get recognized a lot. That's the one downside. But you get your butt kissed as well. Oh, that's that's it's always been the double edged sword. And right now the players are absolutely feeling the sharp side of that. But sometimes it's it's a lovely little feather touch. And like you said, you're getting your butt kissed and it must feel great to be a leaf. John Tavares, the captain, it's all he's ever wanted to be. There's a reason he left Long Island and this 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 group I keep coming back to it I I don't think there is some fatal flaw in the cocktail here I don't think that there is some well I mean I think there's something missing because they've yet to find it but I don't think this killer instinct or whatever you want to call it is something that can't be found but boy nights like this definitely you know have you just just questioning it even further again it's one game in the grand grand scheme of things but you very quickly in this season need to have the the moment that and not, not for me, not for you, not for everyone out there listening to this podcast, but for the guys in that room. They need to remember, Austin Matthews seems like a very confident young man, and he should be, but I think he needs to have a game where he looks like the dominant force he usually is, and we've had moments of that from him, but even that, we still have yet to see the dominant Matthews game, and I think he can have that game even if he doesn't score. You want him to, of course, but we haven't even seen that quite from him yet. And it's just, it feels like it's lurking just under the surface for this group. Yeah, the one guy that's been a little long is Mitch Marner. And, you know, and I, I don't doubt uh, being human that I'm not saying it's confidence, but just, you know, uh, that kind of thing comes into play about uh, uh, may maybe not being as loose uh, as far as being the Mitch Marner we love that usually has a couple of plays a game that gets you out of your seat. We're not seeing that. And tonight... I'm really big on Morgan Riley. I think he's a big part of the uh, of the leadership group as well. I really like his answers. He had a terrible game. Like he had a terrible game tonight. I mean, and uh, and as far as someone that I think would be uh, addressing the teammates about that, I would expect he would be front and center. And I, 
you know, he, he's the guy front and center. I would look for a I would look for a positive response on Monday against Carolina. Yeah, and Morgan Riley has been the guy who's seen every iteration of this. You know, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, they've had their Leafs disappointments, but, you know, we can go back to the Tyler Bozak versions of, of those teams that, that Riley was a part of, and he's been through the ringer with this group a bunch of times. You know, another thing that I think is is concerning is, is Jake Muzzin. You know, he's just been fighting it a little bit in the season, and this is the guy who's supposed to be your kind of steady rock defensively. And it just, again, not to single him out, but it just, if a player like that is struggling if the guy who's supposed to be your kind of rock solid you know unexciting defenseman other than when he's kind of crunching guys if even he is fighting the puck a little bit in the season it just it, it further proves we focus a lot a lot on the big four forwards but there is uh there there's a lot of places to point fingers so far early in this season yeah, and again, we keep saying it's only six games, but every Leafs Nation post game, you know, we've uh, again, it hasn't been that one that's just been wow, look at that, everything was going tonight, and generally it's been just not scoring goals. Uh, and last night they did, but they didn't score enough. But yeah, if we're doing report cards, um, some and and, and you're, you're right about Jake uh, Morgan Riley, probably the same as well. I mean, yep. tonight was a little more glaring, but um, yeah, I mean that that's part, you know, and 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 there's there's no substitute for hard work. I mean, that's where it starts from. That's where it starts from about good habits and what have you. And if somehow those have drifted a little bit or whatever whatever may be, um, that that just kind of a reawakening. Uh, needs to be done and you know a couple of years ago again we started uh, we started the show today talking about Pittsburgh's been a tough place for Maple Leafs to play in I know it was Mike Babcock's second last game but it was actually the last game right they started uh, Kazmir Kaskasu whatever and uh, just got killed and they had the kind of effort they had tonight and even though Mike Babcock coached one more game the decision was made by Brendan Shanahan and Kyle Dubas to make a change I am not not even the slightest hint of advocating that at all but um, but it just shows these kind of you know kind of disastrous games and Chicago is in that mode Montreal had a big one tonight you know getting back on track but you you know you get you get too many of these and all of a sudden I, I, can, I cannot believe for a second that history will repeat itself Brent but I never thought two years ago Mike Babcock wouldn't stay the season and the playoffs would decide it but it just got ugly really and this was with a lot of these guys this was the gang that it got ugly early on you know so uh you got you got to hope that's just a one off in their toronto maple leaf careers yeah, you, you really do. And Pittsburgh has been an absolute house of horrors. So as excited as all the guys were to get there today, I am sure they'd be very happy uh, not to be going back for quite some time. As you mentioned, the Leafs next game, that's going to be Monday night. We'll have the game for you on Sportsnet 590, the fan and the Leafs radio network. That means a return uh, to see an old friend. Now, Peter Morazic won't be there. I'd imagine dealing with the groin injury. Freddie Anderson, uh, the likely starter, I would imagine Monday night. Uh, Gord, it's going to be exciting nonetheless, one way or another. Something tells me it's either a 58 save shutout or we finally get the damn breaking like we've been calling for. Uh, do they get Peter Mraz like a tribute video though? I wonder, even though he's not healthy, but um, yeah, I, um, Hey, I like, like I believe in these guys, uh, you know, and I, I'm, I, I can't help it. I do. And um, yeah, so please prove me right. And, and then that started on Monday. <laughs> That's why we're so destined to do this show together, Gord, because I can't help it either. And no matter what I say throughout the entire game, I'm sitting here reasoning with myself and I go, yeah, I still believe. And, you know, you mentioned we come on after every game and we say, okay, eventually the dam is going to break. I, you know, they play that video in the Jumbotron at Scotiabank when they want everybody to get loud from sty- Spinal Tap. Uh, oh, the, the, this amp goes to 11. I feel like we've been slowly uh, ratcheting up the 
the intensity, our, our frustration a little bit in these post-game shows. So hopefully Monday night when we're doing the intermissions and we're doing the post-game, uh, we have a lovely offensive performance or just a team performance uh, to talk about. Uh, that's Gord Stellick. I'm Brent Gunning. This is Leafs Nation post-game on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Let's hear from Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe. We have a lot of thoughts, obviously. <clears throat> Not many good ones. You know, I thought that uh, after the first little little segment of the first period that we found our game, I thought we were going really well. I thought we started the second period, first couple shifts really well. The offensive zone, we're moving around a little bit and had some chances, and then uh, had a, had a turnover in the offensive zone and, and didn't have structure coming back. So ends ends up at our net, and you know before we're gathered, it's it's in, in our net again. It's three one. So. Got away on us, got away on us there, and, and then obviously there's a lot of there's, there's a lot of things to not be happy about from that point on. But um, tough game to assess in a lot of ways because I thought we we were going pretty well there for a good chunk of time, and then you know two pucks are in, in a hurry, and the games the game really changed from there. I didn't like how we managed it from that point on. Um, it's tough playing from behind. We've been doing it too much here lately. And uh, this one got away on us, but Pittsburgh's full marks. I mean, they they were fast and competitive all through the game. They don't make it easy on you. And so, you know, at times when, when we were careless with the puck, they made us pay for it. And uh, that was pretty consistent all the way through. Did you address the team after the game? No. They called the uh, timeout at 3-1. Is that just to try and get them reset to keep the game still within reach and yeah, because I, I like I said, I, I did thought I did think we were playing really well uh, to that point. Like you know, the last eight minutes of the first period, and then our first two shifts, uh, they scored at the end of our second shift of the of the of the second period there. But uh, the shift to that point and the one previous to it, so Matthew's line and then JT's line, two shifts, spending the entire time in the offensive zone, uh, had a couple looks at the net. Then it was a high offensive zone turnover, no structure coming back. And then it's in, it's in our net. And I, I was, you know, we're making a line change and still trying to process what happened on the previous goal. And before you know it, they scored again. So that was a tough, tough moment. We need to gather our team. And I, I, I was just trying to get us to relax and uh, get back to playing, not change uh, anything like that. Uh, but also recognizing the urgency of the situation and playing from a hole, uh, playing in a hole. So that was really what the what the, the uh, purpose was of the timeout. But uh, you know, I didn't think we responded well from it. So, what do you or can you address going forward to change things or change the mindset or change the? Well, the biggest thing to manage right now is just the mood and the belief in the group. Uh, it's easy. It's easy to start, you know, doubting and questioning things, you know, when things aren't going your way. But uh, that's the easy thing to do, like I'm saying here. But the difficult thing is to dig in and recognize that uh, the league is very good and you cut corners and even one little bit, uh, teams make you pay for it. Now, that's a team that's playing without a lot of their key people and they have been really all season, but they're just playing hard playing direct, they're making you pay for your mistakes and they're not making many themselves. That's a good recipe to win games. And you know, clearly they showed that again tonight. Jake Munson just said that you guys got to work tonight. In your mind, how much of it is a 
an effort in two versus an execution? Well, I think it's a little bit of both. I, I, I thought our effort level uh, and our execution level really dropped off. You know, once the game started to get out of reach there, right? And it's, it's a, it's a funny game. Cause like I was saying, you feel like you're playing pretty well. And then all of a sudden it goes in the net continuously. Right. I mean, never quite seen anything like it. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, all four, the first four goals are all redirects, you know, not till the fifth goal that Supi lets in, where they actually shoot it in the net. Their pucks bouncing around all over. So, you know, I, I don't put any of this on, uh, on Jack Campbell, but uh, felt like each time they entered our zone for that second period, the puck was going in our net. That's, that's a tough, tough thing to overcome, but we need better structure coming back to our zone. We need to make it harder for them to get access to the net, those kind of things. But <clears throat> that team that were played against competes really hard. They got a lot of speed on the puck. So it's just, there will be a lot of examples coming out of the game tonight where we're just not hard enough, not quick enough, and not responsible enough with the puck when we have it. Uh, so I think in terms of effort execution, I think it's a little bit of both there. You shuffled the lines a lot in that third period just to kind of get a different look. Is that something you may contemplate for the next game or do you have to kind of look at the tape and see? Yeah, we'll contemplate a lot of different things here. It was, I mean, that was part of it for the third, but I had a pretty good sense. Essentially, the third period was going to be garbage time in a lot of ways. You know, uh, it's going to be real tough for us to make a game of it. Uh, didn't do ourselves any favor the way we started the third period, but uh, yeah, just really trying to move the, some things around and try to change the chemistry a little bit. This is the longest Mitch has gone without scoring a goal in years now. Uh, what's your sense of where his spirit and confidence is at? Why, well, from the way that he's approaching the game and approaching his teammates, the way he's talking on the bench and the energy that he has. Um, I think he's doing a really good job of staying focused on the things that he can control and trying to trying to get his game uh, going and trying to continue to be a leader for the team. Uh, so that's been real positive. But you know, he's a guy that's produced a lot and has the capability to produce a lot and has a lot of puts a lot of expectations upon himself. So it would be only natural, you know, for him to be uh, uh, you know searching for for solutions, you know. Um, but he's not the only one, obviously, throughout our team here. Just got to find it, find their game. There is Sheldon Keefe following the Leafs 7-1 loss in Pittsburgh. Gordon and I will be back on Monday night as the Leafs are in Carolina, hoping for a bounce-back effort against the Hurricanes. Thanks so much for listening. This has been Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network.